one announcement today. And starting next Monday, we will all be wearing summer dress. We are Mr. Casinas and Mr. Darling, and you're listening to A Day in the Life. Welcome back, HDS, and good to see you, Mr. Darling. Good to see you, Mr. Casinas. As we work on producing our 12th podcast of Student Life, can you believe we're working on our 12th already? It's hard to believe. Uh, the school year has flown by. It's already May, and, and we've done 12. It's, it's really quite phenomenal. And way back in the fall, we, we featured a message from the head prefects to breakaways to um, character innovation. Father Bob. And we had two Student Life days in there as well. Yeah, we've done a lot of different things, and what I've really enjoyed about it as we've gotten better in kind of the process is is trying to find the student voices in it all. I think that's kind of something that I, I've really seen uh, this podcast be useful for and is telling our community all the great things through a student voice. And I agree. I think that makes this podcast very unique. And we continued with that when we showcase uh, featuring the middle school and senior school. Yeah, there's all kinds of little separate programs within the middle school experience or the senior school experience that... Uh, that we also wanted to sort of uncover and let our community know about as well. Mr. Darling, you know what would be, I think would be fitting is that we, we do our 12th and final podcast featuring the lower school. Absolutely. I think that's, that's a great way to end off and, uh, and get down there, get down that hallway and, and just start to explore all the amazing, thing, our amazing things our lower school friends are doing. Good morning, everyone. Just before we begin, I'd like to introduce to you your head for the day, Mr. Michael Caruso, who has a long affair today. Father Connor also has a special guest today who will be acting in his place. Chaplain for the day today is Andrew Vito Caruso.
So, Michael, uh, you were just recently uh, appointed or lucky enough to be head of school. Uh, can you tell me and our audience a little bit about what that was all about and what you learned uh, when you were head of school? So, my parents bid at the silent auction for the fashion show. And so, the head of school, it's a really cool position because you get to follow Miss Razo around for a day and you get to kind of see like what it's like to be her. And so what I got to do, I got to skip a couple of classes for some meetings, and I got to have lunch at the teacher's table. <laughs> and um, I also got to give some great words of advice to future parents coming to HTS. It was a really great opportunity. That's great. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, did you get to see, sit in Miss Rasso's office and uh, hang out where she hangs out? Yes, I got to sit in her special chair um, in all of her meetings. So nice. I got to sit in her chair, and then she was like, a, she sat in one of um, the other chairs, and what, it was pretty cool. What do you think is the hardest part of doing her job? What would you say? Um, making sure all the students are happy, because if you make one decision, then you don't know if everyone's going to be okay with that. So you kind of need to know if they're going to like it or not. So I think that's the hardest part. Wise words. Thank you. We'll hear more from Michael later on in the podcast. Now, we'd like to switch over and talk to Miss Marshall and our amazing lower school musical program. So I'm sitting here with Miss Marshall, our head of music program, and... Um, some of the music in this week's podcast is from the Mother's Day concert. Congratulations, Miss Marshall. Thanks, Mr. Darling. We had so much fun getting that ready for all of our moms. We know our dads are special, <laughs> but this was all about the moms. Uh, it sounded great. And so uh, we wanted to interview you, and we're going to hopefully interview some of your students a little bit about that concert. What, uh, what goes into sort of uh, creating a day like that, full of so much music throughout all the lower school grades? Well, I would say the first thing that goes into it is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. The children really enjoy preparing music to perform for their parents, particularly their moms in this case. And it's a fine balance between cute songs that talk about moms in particular and also songs that tie into the curriculum and the feelings around Mother's Day. Yeah. We always try to talk about how the songs we sing relate to our daily lives and our relationships with the people in our lives, particularly our families. And we had a full range from cute songs about my mom doing all the things that she does for me. And we also had songs about the dreams that our parents hold dear in their hearts for us as we grow up. Nice. I'm always amazed uh, that they always do it without music. How do you get them to always memorize all that stuff? Well, it's amazing what children can do in a short time. We mm -hmm. do a lot of um, repetition, mm -hmm. singing back and forth, Be My Echo with the younger kids. The older students, we practice in class, but many of them get excited about it and they go home and practice on their own, whether Perfect. they do it with YouTube videos or just with the words, but they were pretty excited to sing A Million Dreams from The Greatest Showman, for example. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was some great stuff there. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the overall philosophy of your, your uh, choral music department in the lower school? What's, what's, what, what are some of the foundations for how you approach music? Well, there's sort of four pillars that I look to when I'm teaching music to all the students that I see from grade one up to grade five. And those pillars are sing, move, listen, and play. 
at the heart of everything we do is singing because the greatest instrument you can have that you carry around with you every day is your voice. And we teach the children to learn to like the sound of their voice and not be afraid to use it. Moving is essential when you're making music. You have to feel the beat. You have to feel the rhythm. So we do a lot of singing games and a lot of dance and choreography to go along with our performance pieces. Nice. Listening is also a really important part of music. Not only learning how to listen to the music that others make, but also listening to ourselves and being able to reflect and give feedback on what we've done ourselves is a really important skill for our young musicians. And play can be taken in many different ways. We play our instruments, we play our games, we play and have fun in the music room. Awesome. It sounds like there's all kinds of good stuff happening in your music room. Thank you so much, and uh, have a great end of your year. Thanks, Mr. Darling. Thank you. As we all know, HTS raises money for all kinds of great causes, and the lower school does its part. Recently, Carissa in grade 2 won the opportunity to raise money for her favorite charity through the Sharing Day Challenge. Let's listen in. The Sharing Day Challenge is designed as an opportunity to be engaged in your community and be an active citizen. Also another opportunity to carry out our guiding statement from the Student Life Day number one. I will act and listen with empathy, seeking to understand the feelings and perspectives of all human beings within our community and beyond. So it's really focusing on those who are giving service in our community, those that of your peers that walk beside others, those that give time and volunteer on their own time for the goodness of their heart. So today, we're going to honor two students who put their name forward, uh, and the sharing day money today goes towards these two organizations. Uh, the second place will receive 40% of the funds gathered today, first place will receive 60%, and I'm now going to turn it over to Annie, our service prefect, to introduce our two speakers. Earlier in episode 11 of the Day in the Life podcast, which featured a second Student Life Day, we heard from the grade twos for being active stewards of the environment by putting together a petition. Let's take a listen to what the grade twos had to say. Dear Mr. Casinas, why are we having so much leftover food? We think there's too much waste. The first reason is there's too much leftover waste. The first evidence is when we are done snack, there is so much waste. And all, and all the food goes in the garbage. The second reason is there is too much plastic. The second evidence is the plastic wrap goes in the garbage and then it goes into the ocean and then it makes the fish in the ocean sick. The third reason is the fruit is wrapped in plastic and it will go into the garbage. The third evidence is the plastic will pollute the world. 
We think there's too much waste. From Tessa and Antonio. Do that. Excellent. Is there anything else, Tessa, do you think you guys can do as students to make um, a difference? Maybe not use too much plastic. And um, we did a letter to the cafeteria, and um, we wrote a letter about too much plastic for our snack. But then it looks like the, they um, didn't really listen because they keep on putting plastic around us. Okay. Maybe you just keep asking, right? You guys yeah. can make a difference. Well, thank you for your passion. And thank you for um, being active citizens and keep, keep working hard. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Following the grade two petition, the students arranged a meeting with their food services to share their observations and also offer solutions. One of their solutions was to, quote, to stop by a kitchen store where you can buy containers, and then those containers can be picked up at lunch and returned at the end of the day. Food services honored this request, and the grade twos have piloted a new snack routine. Further, the grade 2s will be very excited to hear of an announcement that will be shared with them this upcoming Tuesday. Stay tuned. The leadership position of house captain is another great HTS tradition. I took our microphones down the hallway to talk to Danielle in grade 3 about her experiences being a Champlain house captain. So I'm sitting here with Danielle in Mr. Mubashri's grade 3 class. And Danielle, I have a few questions for you. Is that okay? All right, but I have to, we have to let everybody know what house you're in. Which house? The best house? Champlain. Champlain Cougars. Woo! We have that in common. Okay, Danielle, first question. Why did you decide to be a house captain? Because I wanted to try new things. Try new things. That's an awesome answer. All right, so you've tried maybe some new things. What's maybe been one of your favorite things to do this year as a house captain? Hang out with the grade ones. Okay. And what, did, what do you do when you hang out with the grade ones? What did you guys do together? I spend time with them during their intramurals. Okay, nice. And you kind of, were you a leader for the grade ones a little bit? And you just sort of hung out with them, spent some time, and, and, and worked on their intramurals together. Is that right? Yes. Excellent. Danielle, um, so that was, that's cool. What else about, uh, what's one of the, oh, here comes your grade three classmates. Okay, we're back with Danielle. Um, I wanted also to know, because... You're an expert as a house captain. It, what was hard about being a house captain? Anything challenging as a grade three house captain for Champlain? Remembering when it's like meetings or when to go to the intramurals for grade ones. Yeah, that's that's challenging. This is a busy place, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and then there's house captains in middle school and senior school. Do you think you might want to be a house captain when you when you go get a little older? Yes, but it would be great if other people get another chance, too. <laughs> Spoken like a true leader. I love it. These, these are great answers. Thank you so much. All right. I'm sitting here with Olivia in grade four. Uh, Olivia is one of the grade fours who are part of the beekeepers here at our school. Olivia, why does HDS have a beehive? Well, because we... Um, we try to be an eco-friendly school, and bees are really helpful to the environment, and we're running it down low on them. That's a great answer. Olivia, Mrs. Butler told me a story I'm going to ask you to share. She said that a bee landed on your ear. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, so basically I went out to help um, see how the bees did during the winter and the bees were good and they're actually really good 
and basically we just we I standing there and watched it and they one once we released the styrofoam and plastic and we opened the lid all these bees fly out and it landed on my ear. And did you get stung? No. No, you're nice and calm. Yeah. You just got to stay still and calm and don't go running around and then but you're fine. That's great. So you made a new friend. Yeah. That's awesome. And lastly, Olivia, one last question. How does it make you feel about helping a species that is struggling? Well, it makes me feel good that you're like helping the environment and like say if they were humans, you would want to help them out. That's great. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Due to the great success of last year's program, HGS is thrilled to be continuing our partnership with Clegio Talada from Bogota, Colombia, and with Alive Outdoors. Throughout the year, the students wrote letters as pen pals. The pinnacle of this learning experience will be reached following the Victoria Day long weekend when the students from Clegio Talada will arrive at HTS and be involved in academic learning alongside our students. I sat down with the grade fives to learn more about this upcoming visit. Okay, so I'm sitting down on the floor with some grade fives. I'm just going to ask the grade fives to explain to our audience what they're engaged in right now. Well, we're making posters for the Colombians because they're coming next week, and we're really excited. That's awesome. So we have a group of Colombians coming to visit uh, our HTS and HTS community. Can we uh, have somebody tell us what else have you done to, in preparation for this special visit? Well, we have written letters to them. So first they. They wrote letters to us, and then and then we wrote letters back, and then they wrote letters back, and then we started to um, send videos to them. Yeah. What is, what is something that you talked about in your letters? Um, we talked about like if we had any sisters or brothers, if we had any pets, um, what grade we're in. Um, we're trying to make them feel welcome. That's great, and uh, grade fives. So what is what is one thing you're most looking forward to next week uh, for a special visit? Um, a lot of us are lo- really looking forward to like having fun and spending time with them and knowing that each other really well. And we're also looking forward to skating and bowling with them. That's awesome. You're going to say that as well? Skating yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see if they have skated before because I know they live in like warm places and they don't have snow in there. So I'm really excited to see if they know how to skate. Who's here who's excited to learn something from, from them? So we want to learn about uh, their cultural dance? We want to learn about that? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Great Fives. Uh, have a great time next week and enjoy your special visitors. Bye. Bye. One of the great things about HTS is the chance for so many different ages of kids to step up and lead an activity. Uh, the lower school prefects in grade 6 recently had the chance to lead a lower school chapel. Let's listen in to see how that went. We've worked so hard to prepare this chapel. Uh, please remain standing as they come forward at this time. Would you please join us in the opening prayer? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are gracious in the favor of the Lord, if there be any and if 
So Michael, I have a few more questions for you. Uh, I want to talk about your role as a lower school prefect. Uh, first question I want to know is, why did you apply to be a lower school prefect? Well, I remember um, back when we used to call them RSVPers, mm -hmm. I remember from the moment I came to HTS in grade two, I remember looking at them and saying, I want to be one when I get to that age. So in grade five, the opportunity came up, and so I applied for it, and I got the job. Nice. And so it's almost the end of the year. You've been doing this lower school prefect job for a whole year. What would you say is a skill or um, something you've realized about yourself as a leader uh, as a result of being a lower school prefect? Well, I realize that sometimes I can get a little too out of control <laughs> and that I can like take a calm situation and make it into a crazy one <laughs> and I don't know if that's such a good thing but I've also learned a lot about leadership and we went to Dreamwinds um, back in the fall and it was a really great opportunity because um, it it helped us learn um, how to communicate with people who aren't yet talking yet and we used horses as an example yeah that was a great experience uh, last question here is recently all the lower school prefects have been doing chapel talks to the lower school. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that as a learning experience? What did you, what did you take away from that experience uh, by giving a chapel talk to your peers? Well, it was really exciting. I love, the, I love every single opportunity to speak in front of someone. And I feel like you learn a lot by giving chapel talks because you learn a lot of, you do a lot of research and you get to meet with certain people. And it's just a really fun job. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now we will tell you about our stories related to new life. So Nana and I were building a house for science, and we had to wire it. We decided to use this very weak tape, and everything was falling, and nothing was working with that tape. We had to restart many times, but finally decided we were going to use stronger tape. When we used the stronger tape, everything worked, and everything was fine in the end. This relates to new life, because our tape fell off, which is preventing um, us dying, and then we came back and did it better. And this is my story. So once I was playing the game Minecraft, I built a house that had four stories. Wood, iron, gold, and finally diamond. I got the idea from a friend to build a lava lamp. So I built the glass structure and I poured in the lava without knowing that Minecraft would burn. You can probably guess what happened next. The wood part burns. I couldn't rebuild it because lava was falling everywhere. I ended up having to build a new house, but it was a bigger one, and it had five stories instead of four. This ties into new life because new life is restarting, and I had to restart my house. I ended up doing better.
So we've heard our lower school prefects also did some chapel talks in this podcast, and I'm just wondering, Miss Balfour, if you could reflect on that experience and what that uh, delivering a chapel talk uh, gives our lower school prefects in terms of an experience. So each year when the group of students come together and talk about what they want to do for the year, last year our group of students really wanted to take their leadership role to another level. And so designing and delivering a chapel talk seemed to fit with that. Uh, It gave them an opportunity to work in small groups, to uh, consult with Father Crowther and work together to prepare a talk that was designed for their division of kindergarten to grade six students. And they've gone over fairly well, I think. I think so. They often refer to it as one of the highlights from the year. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. And that's all for this week's podcast. We want to thank all our listeners, as well as the staff and students who contributed to the past 12 episodes of A Day in the Life. Tune in next year as we continue to bring the student voices to fill the halls of our grade school. Bye for now. Biddy, 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 that's all, folks. <laughs>